0: Welcome to the Geekcentric podcast and welcome to our spoiler-free review for National Treasure: Edge of History episodes 1 and 2. Everything I thought I knew about my dad, my whole family for that matter, is a crazy riddle that can only be solved by finding this treasure. Hey there, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for episodes one and two of National Treasure, Edge of History. Special thanks to our friends, as always, at Disney Plus Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch this series early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Now, joining me for this exploration to the edge of history. Let me introduce you to the treasure hunters joining me today. First up, We've got the mistress of mysteries, the harbinger of histories, and crossword consistories. She's Megan, the map master, Clara.
1: Wow! At first, I was like, "Ooh, I like the word harbinger." And then, what was that other consistories?
0: Consistories. <laughs> look it up. Never I don't heard I, that word before. I'm, it has something to do with religion. I don't know. Okay. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> don't worry. It's, I literally looked up like history words that rhyme with history. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, And listen, after solving three escape rooms in two continents in one day... He's the Dissector of the Declaration of Indank Pendants. He's Darcy, the Dapper Diplomat Hudson. Yeah, Indank Pendants. I could definitely go for that. That's awesome. <laughs> I think we all gained, at least in Canada, we've got our Indank Pendants. Yep. I know a few yep. places in the States have Indank Pendants. Yep. Yep. Uh, have I everyone, think that's what they,
2: that's they the should have That's the future across the world is just everyone will be smoking weed because <laughs> it. you get
0: so relaxed and chill. Dude, it's, it's happening. Put it yeah. in my food. Uh, how are both of you doing this uh, fine evening?
1: Good, good. It's cold over here. We're getting cold in Canada.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Has it started snowing? We're literally the weather. That's, that's the best thing that people <laughs> want to hear about right as soon as we start a podcast. Is it snowing, though, in, in, uh, in Ontario? Because here in Nova Scotia, we've only gotten little flakes every now and then.
1: Yeah, where I'm at, it's currently snowing right now, looking out my window.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There you go. I yeah. can also go. vouch for that. I mean, I'm not too far from where Meg is, but it's also snowing yeah. here.
0: <laughs> it, was
2: pre- it wasn't snowing up until this point, but the last week you could tell it was coming around the corner. So, yep. definitely wasn't surprised to wake up to a, a blanket outside this morning.
0: There you go. Well, listeners, uh, we are a Canadian podcast. We're talking about <laughs> snow, uh, so there's a mystery solved for you. But speaking of of mysteries and histories, um, before we get into this this you know our uh, before we we light our our torches. Uh, to explore our thoughts on these two episodes. Um, I wanted to know, what has your experience been with the the NTCU, uh, the <laughs> National Treasure Cinematic Universe? Megan, why don't you kick us off?
1: Well, I remember going to see both the original movies in theaters. And mm-hmm. when I saw the first one, I don't think I'd ever seen like a mystery treasure hunting movie before. Because um, yeah. I, I don't think I'd seen Indiana Jones at that point and i loved it one of my favorite things about the original movies is the ability to try to solve the puzzle before they do so you get those clues and those hints throughout the movies and it's like a really fun i don't know um experience of kind of like a uh, an escape room but you're just watching them do it um mm-hmm. I mean it's also the original ones are all American history this show is Mexican American history so mm-hmm. I can't really relate to anything in them but it's super interesting and super fun to watch and I you know I love Nicolas Cage unlike many so. <laughs> Dude, he's uh, he's, yeah. he's coming. He's.
0: I think he's come around. I think that's been a thing. Like yeah. he, he he went through a bout of like people like ah oh, I've got enough of this guy. I've had too much <laughs> of this guy. And now everyone's just like nah. He's fantastic. Don't You're worry right. about it. Darcy, what was your thoughts on uh, Ben? What's his name? Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Gates. Franklin
2: Gates. Uh, I <laughs> loved the movies growing up. Again, I I my brother growing up with Kevin as an older brother he always was showing me all the, his favorite movies so i was introduced to indiana jones at a young age but when this yeah. came out and i was able to go to the theaters and and you know follow along that mystery that that meg was saying it was it was so fun and so engaging and again i i did a little rewatch uh, before and after watching these episodes and it just it holds up nick cage is so charismatic and char- like i buy everything he says as a treasure hunter and it's so good
0: very cool very cool
2: yeah i I
0: definitely remember seeing the first one in theaters in two thousand and four. Oh wow. gosh. Um <laughs> but uh but no, you know, the second one I don't think I caught in theaters. I think I've watched it, you know, when it got its home release. It's and serious. I just remember kind of not it didn't hit as hard mm-hmm. for me, that second one. I didn't really enjoy it as much, and I maybe I just wasn't following it as well. But that first one, you're right, like Megan, like that was that was the such a, a fun experience I think that's one of the things about um, Jerry Bruckheimer you know in in you know the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, yeah. of <laughs> Indiana Jones if you will right like it was kind of this like sort of mishmash and um, I think the yeah the only part that uh, you know uh, we talked about snow at the beginning of the podcast uh, didn't quite hit for me was yeah the American history aspect to it where I was just kind of like I'm kind of like they're like, and then it's like this, and then all the Americans in the audience are like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "I'm learning about that for the first time now." <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, so definitely, definitely, uh, you know, a little bit lost on me there, but no, I, I definitely remember having a lot of fun with those movies. Um, but listen, let's let's uh, let's go a little further. We're gonna go a little further into this mystery and unlock this box that is the synopsis for this series, uh, Jess Valenzuela. Uh, her life is turned upside down when an enigmatic stranger gives her a clue to a centuries-old treasure that might be connected to her long-dead father. Jess has a knack for solving puzzles, and her skills are put to a, to the test as she and her friends follow a series of clues hidden in American artifacts and landmarks. But can Jess outsmart a black market antiques dealer in a race to find history's greatest lost treasure and unbury the truth uh, about her family's past? Unbury. Unbury. I didn't know that was... A, okay. Uh, the, the series stars Lisette Oliveira, Katherine Zeta-Jones, Jake Austin-Walker, Jordan Rodriguez, and Zuri Reed, with appearances from Harvey Keitel and Justin Bartha as their characters from the original movies. It was created by Cormac and Marianne Wiberly uh, and executive produced by Jerry Bruckheimer uh, and will debut with its two-episode premiere, on December 14th, 2022. Uh, it, two episodes that we got to watch uh, that we're going to be discussing here today. This won't be like our conventional reviews where we've watched the entire season uh, ahead of time and kind of giving our full thoughts. We're not even, I don't even think we're going to do a rating uh, at the end of this. We're just going to kind of talk about it, talk about what we think, thinking, what we're thinking so far. Um, so I'd love to get into it. I, I kind of want to Pass the the torch over to to you folks uh, to let me know what you've been enjoying so far uh, about this series.
2: Well, I mean, the premise of it with the the introduction of the the, the Mexo- Mexican American history and that being the root of this this overlying uh, story arc, I find really engaging. I've always uh, found that stuff very uh, intriguing, um, growing up and everything like that. I've always I always read into that stuff, so it's neat seeing it. Brought to again this national treasure level of there's a whole mystery connecting everything behind it. I, I always enjoy these kind of fun alternate history uh, imaginations. So that much has got me hooked. I gotta say the the mystery itself has me intrigued. So that's that's doing the bare minimum. I'd say.
0: <laughs> I I think to that to that point I I am enjoying the subtle moments so far in these first two episodes where we've gotten moments where Jess is sort of breaking down moments of American history that maybe are well known, but, but from the perspective, um, you know, of someone whose family is from Mexico. Right. And kind of being, you know, kind of uh, uprooting or uplifting sort of these, these lesser known uh, facts or, um, you know, sort of widely understood uh, ideas about American history and just sort of saying like, that's, that's not it at all this is completely incorrect um, so I do like that I like how that's kind of taking that from the 2004 2007 movie and just sort of being like yeah I mean maybe maybe um, for modern audiences a little bit more they should probably understand the the real truth uh, behind some of these mm-hmm. moments in American history so we've gotten little tiny moments of that and and certain lines of dialogue that I'm like oh that was pretty smart um, but not a not a ton of it I'm hoping I'm hoping for a little more of that as the series goes on
1: yeah, there's, I totally agree with your point, Darcy, about the mystery of it all. I think it's so intriguing to watch, um, and especially a bunch of history, like you said, Nate, that I don't know correctly or at all. So um, there's definitely a lot of really interesting moments in the show so far. Um as to sticking to the National Treasure vibe, I don't know if I'm getting that out of this. But uh, I think this will appeal really well to audiences between the age of like 15 to 18, 19, maybe. Um, right. You know, it's, it's young college students going through this sort of thing. So... Um, I think a, an audience that's more within that bracket will really enjoy this
0: yeah totally mm-hmm. totally I think I think they've they've got um They've got a decent chemistry between the main characters. Uh, I think they're, you know, the way they introduce our main characters is really fun in this series. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed that aspect, too. We won't spoil it here. Um, I think it's it gives us a decent sense of the dynamics between each of their characters. Uh, for at least within these first two episodes, a very small amount of time that we get all of them in one scene together. I think that was probably the part that I liked the most. Mm. And then We kind of split up a little bit, and I I mean, obviously, after these two episodes, uh, at least according to the poster, we're gonna get to see them maybe going on an adventure all together. I think that's probably where the strengths will lie in terms of seeing these characters interact. Um, I like that they haven't so far overwhelmed us with references back to the original movies. I know, you know, a lot of shows in the rebootquel style tend to like overdo it with callbacks mm-hmm. and like and, and yeah. moments and I think this one does it lightly enough and it's actually really kind of fun in a in a visual treasure hunt sort of style where there's little tiny blink and you miss it sort of things where I was like pausing it and like reading something and being like oh that's, that's from the first movie cool okay <laughs> um, and so th- that's kind of neat I kind of hope they they stick with that I think the only thing that they've kind of really sort of hammered home with it and we haven't seen um, the, the Riley pool, uh, moments yet, but at least with Harvey Keitel's Peter Sedusky coming back, um, you know, that's probably the, the closest thing to sort of like hitting you over the head with like the original movie, the original movie. But I don't know. I think the way they handled it was pretty good.
2: I mean, we also do get the, the FBI agent who, uh, dismissed the original, you know, <clears throat> yeah, the FBI agent who dismissed the original, uh, uh, heist that in the first movie, I mean, he's just he pops up and he's giving this like he's almost telling the his like uh, underling kind of similar things. So it's, it's just very again very subtle, but yeah. he's there. Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: there. They're there. I I can't tell you his name, but <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I think I think also Jess's um, I think her her spirit is is really good. She's a go getter, and I think they're trying to carry over the the Ben Gates sort of characterization for her in a modern sense and she's a she's a bit too uh she's like she's super confident and 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 she's really good at figuring out these puzzles I do think sometimes a bit too convenient mm-hmm. at figuring the puzzles out which eh, that's fine I get yeah. that you got to keep the plot moving along but sometimes I'm like does she have superpowers like is she <laughs> just a super powered individual at this point <laughs>
2: like yeah I kind of feel like I kind of feel that with like almost the whole cast. That's one of my issues with this, is that the problem solving in this happens way too quickly or for the most mundane reason. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it takes me out of it. I find it just, sometimes I'm like getting into it and all of a sudden they solve the puzzle and it's like, okay, that's, I don't buy that. Again, when, when Benjamin Franklin Gates is going on his tangents to get to the answer, I'm with him for every second of the way. But right. I, that's where this, this show is kind of missing that charm where the prob- puzzle sol- or problem solving isn't that engaging.
1: Which is like because it's in a series format, you think they would take their time in doing things like that. You don't just have a two and a half hour movie. You have like extended episodes mm-hmm. to do this puzzle solving so it's a little like you don't really get much reward out of it when we're trying to figure it out and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. she's already done it so
0: yeah i i kind of wish that like i don't know i feel like it it they the the puzzles could be dragged out a little bit more um but the the setup feels like they're taking a little bit too long with it, I think. Um, and this is where we'll start to get maybe into what isn't working for us because I got a lot more to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's it's so tricky when we're talking about two episodes of a show that's 10 episodes long at roughly 40 minutes per episode. Um, and I get that, you know, for a for a treasure hunting mystery show, it requires setup. They have to set up the overarching story. but But with 92 minutes in, I should feel hooked. I should have a, at least something that kind of gets me to a place where I'm like, oh, I am, I'm, I need to see the next episode. Yeah. And honestly, if 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 we had to, you know, wait, you know, f- four weeks, uh, a month to see the next episode, I don't know if I would care. I don't feel <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I need to see it right now. Um, and I like you're saying, Megan. I think they are going for a younger audience, which is great like honestly that's that's fantastic they're, they're trying to get families together to enjoy this fun treasure hunt series um but it feels it, it feels kind of strange in the sense that when we usually say usually when we say younger audience we're referring to like kids, kids. like yeah. kids and this is very much to your point Megan in that sort of range of like I would even go so far as to say 18 to 22 years old yeah um because it feels like I don't know. It feels like if they're expecting parents who had their kids back in 2004 when the first movie came out to sit down and watch this with their 18 year old kids. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of feels like they're going after like the TikTok tock generation. Um, and I feel like, unfortunately, that's a little bit at the abandonment of the built in returning audience of people who grew up. Uh, watching the original movies from 2004 and 2007, uh, like us, unfortunately. But yeah. but I think there's a ton of people out there that you're you're going to lose that connection to these main characters. And I get that we've got Riley Poole uh, coming in. I get that we've got you know Har- Harvey Keitel's character in here. But but those I don't know if they're going to do enough with that. I think it's going to be pretty limited. Um, and so it's like, is that going to be enough to keep? some of these older audiences the people who were like actually caring to watch this show in the first place i don't know if it's gonna keep them around i don't know I don't well know.
1: and we talk about that age bracket i feel like it's so small mm-hmm. like you're yeah. really really applying this show to such a specific group and it's not wide enough range to have different age groups watching it and enjoying it in the same way i guess um I also find that, you know, yes, we're getting two actors back from the original movies. That's great. There's little sprinkled bits of, you know, if you can catch it, you'll see something from the original movies. But I don't think there's enough to connect this with those films that Mm -hmm. like it would pull audiences that have watched those movies to come and watch this. And there's lots about it that is missing um, from those original movies and why those ones were so much fun. And for me, it's the, the puzzles. I loved trying to solve those things on the same time as Ben Gates and getting ahead of him and maybe going, oh, I know where that thing is. And in this show, you just don't get the chance to do that because she's just like solving it in front of your face rather than you getting to anticipate what she's going to do. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot missing to connect older audiences or people who enjoyed
0: the movies well it doesn't feel like it's bringing back those vibes but it also doesn't feel like it's crafting its own yeah you know what I mean Mm. it doesn't feel like it's its own thing either and so it's kind of like I don't know is it gonna have its own style is it gonna do its own thing based off of what we've seen so far and again I know it's only two episodes but it's 92 minutes in like it, it, it's it's you got to introduce yourself well you got to yeah. you got to especially with today's audiences especially with the TikTok audiences mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to be right there you got to show up and, and and say this is me this is what we're about uh and this is why you got to keep watching and these i just didn't get it
1: well and i feel too that there's i found myself zoning out a lot which i <laughs> i don't feel like i do when i watch shows And there were a lot of moments where I was like, wait, I don't think I really absorbed any of that because either there was too much exposition or like none at all. And I didn't know what was happening, specifically with Catherine Zeta-Jones' character. Sure, maybe in the future episodes, they'll explain what it is that she's doing because, you know, in the synopsis, they talked about um, her being a black market treasure hunter or whatever. Yeah. In these first two episodes, I'm like, who are you and what are your motives? I don't understand. And it makes no sense. And then all of a sudden she's like, I don't know. (laughs) It just just doesn't really make any sense to me.
2: Yeah, it feels like they... they read a synopsis of the first two movies and it's like okay we'll do that and then just didn't really bring any character to it because you can again watching these first two episodes they're filling all these roles and these you know the, the story moments and stuff like that that you're recognized from the first movie but they're not done in any unique way and just kind of feel so out of place there's no connection to this writing it's like the writing is so inconsistent where once I'll be finding myself starting to get drawn in and then completely taken out of it and it's just it's all over the place I don't know I don't know where they they thought they were going with the show because they have so many different like starting points for potential genres or whatever, and then reverting right back to this mystery story that isn't that good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I think especially along the lines of the exposition with with Catherine Zeta Jones, like it's Catherine Zeta Jones, you know what I mean? Like like she, she should be a powerhouse, fantastic. She should be a powerhouse. She should be a larger than life character. Um, and, and she should be showing us why we should be worried about her, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in these first two episodes, like I should have them, we should have at least one moment that would be like, oh my gosh, we got to get as far away from this person as possible. And I just don't, I didn't get that at all. I feel like, no. I feel like maybe they're going to kind of push her to be like, eventually a character that's like, oh, she's actually not bad. We only made it seem like she's bad. And that's kind of the vibes I'm getting now. But like, I don't know, give me a villain. Give me a good villain for these i think um you know i think there's some things that they're doing again that they just fall into the the young adult tropes that i i want to not see (laughs) unfortunately like like there's at least two instances of the word stan or stanning which like that's cool Um, but it just makes me feel like I'm watching these characters from outside their friend group instead of going on an adventure with them. Yep. And and that's fine. You know what? If this show's not made for me, it's not made for me. That's okay. But I kind of feel like it's called National Treasure, so it should be made for at least the people that watch the original movies. Um, and it just doesn't feel like it is. Like, I don't know, just standing? Like, do you guys say standing in your in your normal nope. day-to-day? No, I don't, it is not I don't part of my vernacular. No, say standing um and listen I was impressed for like a hot minute that maybe maybe we'd get a non-romantic relationship between (laughs) Jess and her best friend Ethan but sadly like a lot of shows for this age demo we're gonna be getting some sort of love triangle I feel and I just I'm still waiting on the show that avoids this garbage like I'm just waiting on the show because so far the love triangle thing is especially for this these types of shows is so overdone it's so unoriginal and it just i don't know why we still need to be doing this with these characters like give us a friendship between a male and a female character like we've seen it done in in other stories in the past and I don't, I don't know. And in real
1: life, like
0: Yeah, and in real life. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like we can be friends without yeah. having to like, you know, get it on. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. I do you guys have anything else to say about these first few episodes before we get to our final thoughts or or anything else you want to add?
1: I will say that I thought it was going to be a lot more um geared towards an even lower demographic when i saw the first trailer i i did think it was like oh this is gonna be a show for kids we'll watch it i'm sure it'll be fun but you know so i will say i was pleasantly surprised that it was geared towards a little bit older of an age demographic just yeah. kind of wish it was more relatable to the masses rather than yeah. super specific. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like as far as because you bring up the the age range, I think the trailers and then even watching these first two episodes, the performances are giving me this sounds rude because I'm not an actor. And so like, <laughs> what do I know? But but just from watching these things and going to Disney parks, the performances are giving me like slightly above the Disney like videos like you'd see on the rides right like where they have those video walls and like the characters would come out and be like we have to do this thing and be like okay come on let's go and like it, like these yeah. like it, it's giving me slightly above those performances of of those ride experiences so well, I, maybe that's what they're going for i don't know
1: to be honest it's sort of mimicking like early 2000s, Hannah Montana, Wizards yeah. of Waverly Place. Like, it's a Disney mm. Channel sure. vibe, Show.
2: Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: And but if they the, leaned if into that, if they yeah. leaned
0: into that more, I would be like, awesome. That's yes. great. It feels like a Disney Channel thing. But now it's like, oh, it kind of feels like a Disney Channel thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like pick Elaine. If you're going to yeah. be a Disney Channel show, be an epic, awesome Disney Channel show, because yeah. I would still go back and watch Hannah Montana as much yeah. as it's like super cheeseball. It's still mm-hmm. so fun. This like does that, but then also tries to be mature and it just doesn't find the right sort of mixture of the two i guess
2: it's just inconsistent that's just yeah, my, my yeah. word to sum up this these two episodes at the very least is just inconsistent and it, that it doesn't know what it's trying to be while trying to be something so specific it's so odd yeah this the feeling i have for watching these two episodes is just so, so bizarre being like i i want to watch more but i don't like it's <laughs> it's yeah. weird well let's let's get into
0: that let's get into our final thoughts on this uh these first two episodes and again instead of rating it you know, we're just gonna get to our our thoughts on whether or not you'll be returning to the series for more, uh, or if you are going to uh, hang up your I don't know what is what does Ben Gates hang up when he <laughs> after an adventure? His uh, I was gonna his book, his his hat, book of notes his little his book his yes book. I don't know <laughs> are you gonna be putting your book in a in a shelf?
1: <laughs> uh yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah you're not gonna go back i i think i'll try to watch another episode but if if the fact is that i'm trying to watch it and not wanting to watch it i feel like there's so much content on disney plus and other platforms that like unfortunately this one's probably gonna go on the wayside and just yeah i don't think i'll take in much more
2: yeah. I mean, I I'm going to have a lot of free time coming up as we enter the holiday season, so I'll probably tune in for a few more episodes. Again, the mystery has me has me wondering what the answer is. So, yeah. If I don't watch it, at the very least I'll be, you know, watching that final two those final two episodes to to figure out what the answer is because it is already kind of uh at the back of my mind, just kind of stewing there already. So, I mean, that is something. Mm.
1: Yeah. I also just quickly want to say that Riley Poole was my favorite character from the original movies. So I may stick around to just wait to and at see least his cameo. see <laughs> his cameo.
0: OK. Yeah. OK. Um, yeah. I'm kind of getting the same feeling after uh, Darcy. We talked about the Santa Clauses where like I'm going to. Like I did, I did watch more of the Santa Clauses. I'm I'm watching more of it, but it's mostly just to sort of see like, well, how does that turn out? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not right? so much to be like, I can't wait to go back. And at least with the Santa Clauses, it's like Christmas feeling, like we're we're in the holidays. Yeah. So like, there's that. Whereas like, the show doesn't really have that. Um, I think after first these first two episodes, I'm I'm not fully invested. It hasn't given me much confidence that it's going to pick up. Um, and I think, yeah, like I'll watch a f- maybe a few more episodes, like you said, maybe to see how the Riley Pool thing turns out. Um, but I just I don't know. I don't know if if general audiences are going to give it past these 92 minutes um, and especially the age demographic that they're going for who haven't seen the original movies. I don't know if they're even going to dip into this unless their their parents you know be like you have to watch this or something I don't know um so again it's tough to review these after two episodes so take these opinions with with a grain of salt the show could magically get much better but I I don't know if that's gonna happen so uh we'll, we'll see but as of right now I feel like I feel like this is a national treasure series that's in need of a a map to get back to you know what made us stan the original movies uh so much <laughs> so uh that is it we hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free discussion for the first two episodes of national treasure edge of history uh and if you did make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts and if you want to write into the into the show with your thoughts on uh, on this series maybe you ended up you know you watch these two episodes you come back listen to this review like i don't know what they're talking about it's amazing you, you let us know what you think about it um, and if you want to let us know what you think, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and solve an ancient puzzle and send a cryptic message over to Megan so she can decipher it and tell you where you can reach us.
1: Uh, you can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if you are sick of the treasure hunt and just want to get straight to the point, they can find us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric.
0: Yeah, or just go back and watch the original movies instead of this. Uh, (laughs) Keep keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest movies out now, like our recent spoiler-free reviews for Willow, which is a much better reboot (laughs) pull, oh my gosh, than this um so definitely check that out uh the guardians of the galaxy holiday special strange world and disenchanted all from disney uh and our spoiler free reviews for netflix's wednesday glass onion a knives out story and slumberland Catherine zeta jones also in wednesday as well as morticia and she's fantastic in that um and we also have a ton of interviews uh like our most recent interview with the cast and showrunner of willow uh and soon we may have even talked to some folks from a certain blue watery movie coming up. Uh, so, if you want to solve that mystery, make sure to check us out on YouTube at youtubecom geekcentric or geekcentric. That one, you won't <laughs> find anything. Uh, and check out all of our interviews there. Make sure to click all the things, click the bell, share the videos, leave our podcast a beautiful five star review if you're enjoying this content. And heck, while you're there, leave us a written review. We'd love to know. You know, are you are you enjoying the show? Are you are you listening to it at all? Uh, let us know. Megan Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this historical review. And as we say, love ya. Bye. Laters.